everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I'm a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is all about boundaries. This is a really tough one for a lot of people and it used to be very difficult for me as well, but I've learned over the years to be more assertive and set those boundaries with others. I used to be such a pushover. I let people walk all over me because I hated conflict and I never spoke up for myself. It can be hard when you're a people pleaser and you forget about your own needs sometimes. However, these days, I've become so strict about what I will and won't accept and I thought it would be a good idea to do an episode about learning how to set those boundaries for yourselves. Almost all my life, I allowed people to treat me however they chose to and I never spoke up for myself because I was so used to being afraid of everyone and everything. I would say that it goes back to my childhood. My parents were very strict and we always had to sit quietly, never speak up or have a voice or opinion. We were never allowed to really say no or say that we didn't want to do something. And yes, it was a very different time. I grew up in the 70s and 80s and kids didn't really get to have a say back then. It was always you just do as you're told. And I know that society now says that children are pretty much getting away with everything these days. And perhaps to a certain degree that may be true, but I also believe that maybe more parents are just allowing their children to have a voice, and I know I'm doing that with my own kids. Let me take you on a journey back to some moments from my childhood where I didn't have a voice. There were so many people that my parents hung out with, and even if I ever felt uncomfortable, we had to go to their home anyways. We were told to hug everyone and not be rude, and there were certain people that would hug me and I would instantly cringe. But I could never say no. It would have been considered embarrassing for my parents if I backed away from their friends. But I really think what bothered me the most was actually not the friends so much, but the family members that made me uncomfortable. You know, because it's family, you could never say no to sitting on that uncle's knee. They were family, so they must be safe, right? Now this story I'm about to tell you is one that I've been contemplating talking about. I've been going back and forth in my mind if I should talk about it or not. But I keep getting the feeling that it's important for me to share so that you can understand how I did try to have a voice and it was completely squashed. And I believe that's why I learned to just never speak up. All right, so here goes. When I was 11 years old, my uncle came to live with us. And at that time, I remember being so excited about him coming to stay. He was one of the youngest of my mother's 12 siblings. I thought he was pretty cool back then because he was a thoroughbred horse trainer. Most of my uncles were either trainers or jockeys, and I thought that was pretty neat. And at first it was fun to have him around. He took me to the movies and hung out with me, and having someone else to be there with us besides our small family was a nice change. But then everything changed on one particular night. My parents had decided to go out for the evening, and he babysat us. I remember it as if it was yesterday. It was a cold, wintry evening, and we had all been watching the hockey game with him, but I had fallen asleep beside him. And what I woke up to was absolutely unacceptable. I had been assaulted. I went into full panic mode. I didn't know what to do or what to say. I thought I was going to vomit. He saw how shocked and upset I was and started to tell me how sorry he was and that I couldn't tell anyone. The next day, I walked around as if I was in a daze. I knew my mother could tell that something wasn't right, 
but she shrugged it off. This secret I had to keep was eating at my soul. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I felt so betrayed and fearful. And one night we had left him at the house to go visit my aunt and cousins, and it felt so good to get out of that house. But while we were at my aunt's, this overwhelming, nagging feeling kept coming over me. I needed to get it off my chest. I felt so sick. I just couldn't keep this secret from my mother any longer. So the entire time we were visiting, I was trying everything I could to build up the courage to tell her. So as we got back in our car to drive home, I started to shake. My heart was racing. I knew it was now or never. So finally, with my voice cracking, I said, Mom, I have something to tell you. And before I could even get a word out, she had pulled over to the side of the highway and was bawling her eyes out. She knew something had happened, and she had asked me to tell her the whole story, and I did. Next thing I know, she starts up the car again, drives to a payphone, and calls my aunt to tell her. I could see from the car that she was crying, and all I could think of was, thank God she's going to help me and make him move out. I had a sense of relief because I just wanted him to go away. It literally took everything humanly possible to build up that courage to speak my truth. I was so young and so innocent. I felt like she was going to save the day and rescue me. But as she got back in the car after speaking to my aunt, she quietly said, you can never tell your father or he will kill him. And I was thinking, okay, I can keep it from him. I just want him gone and away from my life. Well, it turns out that the next day, nothing changed. It was just back to normal living. She never asked him to leave. She never even addressed it with him. It was as if I had never said a word. And in fact, a month or two later, he was still living with us, and he even spent Christmas with us that year. And she had even bought and given him gifts under the tree with my name on it to him. She failed me, and yet I forgave her. It took me years to be able to even see a hockey game on TV. And whenever I heard the song, Stand By Me, I felt like vomiting because that was his favorite song. He died by what was believed to be suicide a few years later. And I hate to admit, but I was so relieved when I found that out. And it wasn't until I got to my 20s that I had found out that he had also done this to multiple cousins of mine. And my mother knew about it. And yet she still let him come to live with us and also to stay after she knew of the assault. It was wrong of her, but I chose to forgive her for failing me. None of us are perfect and we all make mistakes. For many years I was angry at her, but now I see that she was struggling in her own right. And instead of being angry at her now, I feel sorry for her. She didn't have an easy life and I know that. Actually, my spirit team took me on a journey of her childhood and early adult years, and my heart hurts for her as I was shown all of her painful experiences, and I can forgive her because of that. It doesn't mean that I condone any of the way that she treated me over the course of my life, but I've had to work on forgiving her for my sake, because I now understand that hurt people hurt others, and this is why I've also chosen to break that cycle. I've taken all of my pain and hurt and transmuted it into love. It's why I love to help others, and it also helps me to be the best possible mother that I can be to my children. And when people hurt me, instead of hurting them back, I try to understand their pain that they are holding on to because that's causing them to lash out. 
and that I do my best to send them love anyways, as that is what the world needs right now, is love. Breaking a vicious cycle is the very thing we all need to do, and that starts with us setting boundaries for what we will and won't accept. So maybe now you can all understand why I say that I lost my voice and found it hard to ever have any boundaries. And from that time on until my 40s, I let everyone walk all over me, but not anymore. And that is why I wanted to share how I've learned how to set those boundaries and stand up for myself. As I opened up and started working as a healer, I slowly started to get my voice back. I started to see that it was okay to say no to people. I started to see that I didn't always have to accept being treated poorly and that I could stand up for myself. I've learned that the only people who get upset by you setting a boundary are the ones who are taking advantage of your kindness. I used to allow certain people like family or friends to walk all over me, but as I grew to have that voice, it felt so good to finally cut out any toxicity or negativity. I now choose who I would like to have in my life. I have no time or desire to be a part of any drama. I will walk away or block out any negative people if they're not in a similar vibrational match. I work extremely hard to keep my energy high and clear. And if anyone wants to join me in that frequency, then I'm more than happy for that. But if they are stuck in a very heavy negative vibration, then I walk away and I do that without guilt. So let's go through a little checklist of ways to set boundaries. Number one, practice, practice, and practice some more. So start learning to say no to little things and eventually they will help you to say no to the bigger things that don't feel right to you. At first you may feel afraid that others will think that you're being rude or mean, but it's so important that you understand that saying no and setting that boundary means that you value your feelings, yourself, and your worth. It doesn't mean that you aren't being kind or nice to them, it just means that you're being honest and stating what is best for you. So you could start with something so small, like if you're at a restaurant and you order your meal and they bring it to you and it's not the right thing. Start by using your voice and letting the server know that the order is in fact wrong. And maybe you can just start with those little things about learning how to say no, and it will build up to the big things. Number two, speak up for yourself. Too many times you allow people to treat you poorly because you don't want conflict. But what happens is that starts to build up resentment within you. And before you know it, you are full of anger and hurt and you shut down. It's crucial that you speak up when someone has crossed the line with you and let them know that what they have done is unacceptable. The best way to set a boundary is to tell someone they have crossed yours. Years ago, I would have let friends or family members get away with not treating me well, but I've learned to speak up and tell them that I didn't warrant their poor behavior. I will call them out on it and it is up to them with how they choose to react. But I refuse to let anyone overstep my boundaries. If I'm in the wrong, I will own up to it. But if I treated them with kindness and respect and they still choose to treat me poorly, well then I'll give them the opportunity to make it right. And if they choose not to, I disconnect and walk away from the relationship. I've had too many people hurt me in my lifetime and I won't allow it anymore. So speak up for yourself. It's not selfish, it's self-care. Number three, use your intuition at all times. 
sometimes it's so easy to go against your intuition because maybe you fear that if you don't do something, you could be letting someone down or you feel obligated to them in some way. But if that gut feeling is warning you in some way to not do something, you got to trust that. Our intuition is one of the greatest gifts that we have, and all we have to do is learn to trust it. Think about how many times someone convinced you to do something, and deep down you knew that you shouldn't. But you let other people push that boundary, and in the end, you are left with regret. And again, it's perfectly okay to say no. Trust your intuition at all possible times and only do what feels right to you. Number four, stop feeling bad. You only let people overstep your boundaries because you're so worried about how everyone else feels. And that truly is kind of you to care so much about others. But the problem is that you put your own feelings and wants on the back burner. And in the end, you are the one who struggles. When I was pregnant with my first son, I certainly let family members dictate to me as to what I should be doing. I did things that I didn't really want to do, and I did them because I felt bad, and I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But in the end, I was the one who was hurt, and they walked away completely fine. So the 45-year-old me has stopped feeling bad saying no. I have finally found my voice, and I now stand up for myself at all times. I speak up when I feel hurt angry, sad, or frustrated. I set boundaries with the ones that are trying to overstep. And it's not wrong. It is the best form of self-care that I could ever do. And so today, my wish is for all of you to learn how to set those boundaries for yourselves. Practice starting now. Speak up for yourself. Use your intuition at all times. And lastly, please, please stop feeling bad by trying to please others. I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. And I really do hope this episode helps you to have your own voice so that you may speak up for yourself and set those boundaries with others. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.